Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. Digital health devices are booming. The market for this technology is expected to grow and reach tens of billions of dollars in revenue over the next seven years, according to some projections. Digital health overall has certainly proven its potential during this pandemic. This area of innovation in digital health is one FDA is tackling head-on. As part of its digital health program, the agency recently launched the Digital Health Center of Excellence, housed within its Center for Devices and Radiological Health. Its mission, advance approaches and policy around digital health technologies like mobile devices and the wearables we continue to hear about today. All this in order to support the agency's oversight over modern tech and processes that involve areas like cybersecurity and artificial intelligence. Its director, Bakul Patel, sat down with today's host, Faith Ryan, to discuss the center's inaugural initiatives, how it's fostering collaboration across FDA, and more, to ultimately further science, innovation, and technology safely. Today, I'm joined by Bakul Patel, who's the director at the Digital Health Center of Excellence at the FDA. Thanks so much for joining me, Bakul. You're welcome, and it's my pleasure. Thanks so much again. I guess just to give our audience a little bit of information about yourself, could you please briefly introduce yourself and your role at the FDA? Absolutely. Thank you, Faith. And thank you for having me. So my role at the FDA has primarily been on the regulatory side of you know, how we should, as FDA, regulate technology and emerging technology specifically when it comes down to software, mobile apps, you know, wearables. And when those products actually are being used for medical purposes, for diagnosing, treating, or curing disease or condition in humans. And in my role, I drive those scientific efforts related to that and set the strategic direction for the agency in terms of policy, as well as you know, how we can regulate them in the most efficient manner. And that's kind of, in a nutshell, my role driving innovation, driving science, and driving technology, but also fostering innovation that is responsible and it's safe for the public and patients in the U.S. Yeah, and you have extensive experience in this area. Could you actually define what digital health technology and medical device products are for our listeners? Absolutely. So maybe we'll start with medical devices. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, medical devices as defined by law are those things and it could be anything actually, including software, which are intended to be designed to be used in the cure uh, mitigation or diagnosing or treating a disease or condition for humans. And you know, as you can imagine, digital health, this revolution that's happening in front of us is really this conversion that's happening between connectivity, which is you know, wireless or wired communications, software and sensors that are sort of coming together and information that's being generated as we live our daily lives that can be indicative of health. And when we sort of zoom in further and talk about how those technologies may be used for diagnosing, treating, or curing a disease or condition, that's where FDA sort of defines digital health technologies specifically meant for those purposes or and where FDA may have sort of an expectation for those products to work in a safe and effective manner. Of course, there are things that fall outside that spectrum that are just generally driving and encouraging people for a healthier lifestyle. They're not necessarily something that we have an overview on, but at least we know that's a spectrum of digital health. As we talk about telemedicine, which is also not something that we are overseeing, 
We are also not overseeing some of the wellness products that uh, exist out there, but really focusing on those products that when they're diagnosing or treating, they actually have the right level of evidence and the right level of standards that we have expectations for these products to work in the U.S. Could you give some examples of digital health technologies that fall under FDA regulation today? You mentioned, you know, the devices that aren't necessarily under FDA regulation, like telehealth. But could you explain a bit more about what does fall under regulation? Yeah. So maybe we can talk about a couple things. One is traditionally, as you may know, images, medical images that you get either through an MRI scan or a CT scan, there's software that would be looking at those images and spotting areas of interest, so to speak, or specific lesions in that image. Now, that software, what we have termed in the community as a software as a medical device, that would be squarely under the rubric of what we would say considered regulated by FDA. Another example, and maybe on the treatment side, would be recently approved couple of products that are helping people with insomnia and also potentially helping people with ADHD through a game that they had found a solution for. So those kind of products do happen. And then everything in between, like you know, software or technology that's going to help you understand or help doctors understand what's happening with the patient or help them diagnose or just software that is basically diagnosing or detecting a particular problem or an issue with the patient so they can take care of their disease or condition. I can imagine that there is a lot out there in terms of the technologies that companies come to the FDA to have approved. So what are the general criteria for regulating these products? A very interesting question. And I think that sort of goes back to the foundation of how FDA's role is, and I'm glad you asked this question. So I think about this in two very simplistic way. When a technology maker or any manufacturer for that matter is designing something and it's, is he's intending it to be used for, let's just say, for example, diagnosis of a disease, he or she would probably design it and you know, find all kinds of inputs that may work with it. And, and the outcome or output of that particular product would be telling a healthcare provider you have X disease or you don't have X disease or X condition for that matter. Now, for us, there are two parts of that equation. One is how do you make sure that the technology itself is safe? Now, with just software, it may be different. But when you think about hardware devices like a you know infusion pump or an implantable, you have saved lots of safety concerns that we would care about. And then you have the effectiveness question, which is, does it work? in the way it was designed to work. So the criteria for us is, is there evidence to show that the product is actually useful in treating or diagnosing, or does it lead to something harmful if interpreted wrong by the user of the product? And the user doesn't necessarily have to be a doctor, but it could be others like patients directly or caregivers for that matter. Could you actually expand upon some of the main challenges with regulating these digital health technologies like the software to ensure that it is safe and effective for users? Given the rubric that we want to make sure these products are validated appropriately, which means they need to have a good performance or need to have a performance that is expected of them in the clinical care of for that particular patient, the patient group and patient types, and the user itself can sort of make those choices. So We focus on validation portion of that. The second part we focus on is when it comes down to wearables and software in general, 
The technology evolves fairly rapidly. As we all know, we rely on the updates that come to us every time. And now one of the challenges with software especially is it can iterate and it can start adding features. Now regulations are, you came in and a product comes in, we review it for a particular performance and particular indications. And we want to give people that confidence that yes, we evaluated the product, the FTA looked at it, the reviewers looked at it and said, this product is good and has a reasonable assurance of safety and effectiveness for this particular type of claim they're making or this particular type of application they're suggesting to be used at. Now with software, it can evolve and iterate. I think the challenge is the iter number of iterations or the speed of iterations can be much faster. And that's one thing that we've been looking actively into how best to tailor our regulations so that we allow for those changes to happen while maintaining that assurance of safety and effectiveness. And that's kind of primarily my role and helping define, shape, and understand how that would work. Yeah, and that's actually a good lead-in to my next question. Can you explain like how the FDA's Digital Health Center of Excellence was created? Like, what's the story? How did it come about? About eight years ago, we started on this one very one very small but actually very impactful guidance document, and we called it Mobile Medical Apps. Where at that time, I think the mobile apps market was evolving really rapidly. There's lots of innovators trying to understand whether FDA will regulate such products or not. So we spent a lot of time and we started this journey of clarifying where and where FDA would provide oversight. I mean, just the questions you're asking and giving people clarity. And our goal always has been is if we make it really clear of what FDA will review versus oversee versus not versus think it's low risk enough, we would allow this market to sort of mature over time and hopefully get to a place where the good products are out there in the marketplace. So we started in 2010-ish with this guidance. In 2013, we published that first document after getting public comments. And then next thing was about, you know, how do we clarify when does general wellness products happen? And over the last eight years or so, we have been providing that continuous ongoing clarity. And that clarity is actually helping not just foster good innovation, but making clear for users of those technologies where FDA has a role to play for the patients at the same time, you know, fulfilling our mission of promoting public health as well as protecting public health. So we, we started with that journey. The Digital Health Center of Excellence has been a natural evolution from those activities. We published about, you know, approximately two to three guidances a year on various topics such as interoperability, cybersecurity, and so on. And now it's time for us to look at holistically across FDA, not just in the Center for Devices, but also for drugs and for other products that FDA regulate to have a common strategy, align our thinking, align our resources, work on some common problems. In addition to that, I think the goal for the Center of Excellence has been to, okay, how can we really empower all stakeholders? That includes internal stakeholders as well as external stakeholders to really going back to our, what I said earlier, responsible innovation that assures safety and effectiveness. So how does it feel to be tapped as the first director of this new center? I mean, you have so much experience, but how does that feel? Like, how do you feel about the new role so far? <laughs> I think it's a journey is kind of how I frame it. And my colleagues will tell you that's how I sort of frame it. 
it's been an exciting journey and I'm actually looking forward to the next phase. Obviously, a lot of responsibility and a lot of setting expectations for people to see what we can do, what we cannot do. But what I'm excited about is, you know, the ability for FTA to have this, have the center of excellence and how, you know, how me given the opportunity to sort of shape sort of where FDA strategy for digital health technologies would be is really an exciting place. And I'm very thrilled to sort of be here and fortunate enough to sort of work in this space. You have to basically collaborate with so many people. I'd like to also ask, like, you know, who are the different partners involved and how exactly are you using your experience to bring everyone to the table and figure out, you know, how to best organize these best practices or regulations for digital health technologies? Yeah, great question there, uh, Faith. I would say that FTA, even though we are a regulatory body, I think a lot of people would look at what's necessary to go to market. And I can imagine there's different aspects of what goes into a medical product that we regulate, right? So the makers obviously are the most obvious ones, makers of these technologies, manufacturers. And then I would say there's this user world, which are healthcare providers, hospitals, patients themselves, caregivers who are not necessarily patients or healthcare providers, but they are caregivers for people who cannot take care of themselves. And then you have a different set of stakeholders that are either driven by industry or by academics that drive standards, create standards. So when I mean what I mean by that, there's ISO and IEEE and other standards body that exist. We work with them as well. We also work with the academic institutions such as American College of Cardiology and other institutions that help us and not only understand sort of where the clinical community is, but also help us understand some of the challenges they face with that some of the regulations may be able to help with. We also work with the researchers who research technologies that are after the fact or some research actually research you know, science before products go to market. And our, our role at FDA has been always to be that leaning forward sort of agency that can help shape the space in a very positive way. And then, you know, I cannot leave out the big stakeholder group that we work with all the time is other federal partners. Working with other federal partners within the Department of Health and Human Services, but also outside of that, has been really, really fruitful for us in having a very holistic view. And just to name one agency or one government agency is the National Institute of Standards and Technology. NIST has been a great partner and others as well. So we do collaborate with a very large set of stakeholders, as you can imagine. Yeah, I can just think of all the agencies that could be involved with this, like the VA or even like DOD or DHA. I mean, they're all using digital health technologies to support you know, veterans and military members, but also just the general public. But I also had this question about to expand upon the Digital Health Center of Excellence what are the functional areas in digital health that you know the center serves across the agency? Yeah, so the functional areas are actually very much in, in line with what I call it a life cycle of a product, right? From early investigations, proof of concept, there's work that happens that we have expectations on, and then before the product goes to market, and if the while the product is going to go into market, and then afterwards. And then let me just touch upon, I mean, the, the reason I sort of group them into those buckets are you have clinical trials that happen for products in this space that we need to have the evidence in the right way. 
we want to make sure that that entire space is advanced. And our goal for the Center of Excellence is to come up with novel, very innovative ways to drive costs down, time down, as well as efficiency, and drive up the efficiencies in how products are studied so that the evidence that's created from the studies are understandable and are meaningful. That's number one. Number two, we also are looking at in a space for how should how should this technology be considered? What inherent qualities of this technology? So understanding that part of it, so it goes back to quality and safety portions of this. And then we're also here to support the regulatory decision makings by other parts of the agency. So that's one of the functional area. The other part of the other functional area, I'm not naming all of them, but I'll just name a few, is advanced manufacturing, which means that you know, as technology and software and some new ways of predicting uh, safe manufacturing is something that we are looking for as well. And how we go about doing that is something that the center is going to explore more actively. And not the least, and then I will talk about two specific sub areas that I feel requires a lot of attention and is cybersecurity, an area that does not just end with the product, but also extends beyond the product to even the infrastructure that a manufacturer may have that may help us protect our critical infrastructure, health infrastructure. That's number one. And number two is artificial intelligence and machine learning. How do those technologies and methodologies can actually help with enhancing how healthcare can be changed with digital health technologies that we are looking at. So those are some examples of the functional areas that that you can imagine that's part of the center of excellence. There are so many areas to cover. I also just wanted to, you know, keeping an eye on time, just ask you, what do you hope to most achieve out of all of this work through your leadership role with the FDA and the Digital Health Center of Excellence? So if I were to summarize it into one sentence, I would say, I would love to see FDA prepared for this digital health future. And beyond FDA, I want the healthcare system to be extremely transparent and in preparation for this digital health future that we're embarking on. That's one. So how do you do that is the center of excellence, I'm hoping becomes sort of the platform that will create that one-stop shop, so to speak, for people inside FDA will create a mechanism for people to understand where the biggest needs are and becomes a way for us to amplify work that's happening so we can really reduce sort of the duplication that's happening or avoid that duplication of work and driving synergy towards that goal of, if you think there's promise in the way digital health is going to shape our healthcare, I'm hoping the center of excellence can sort of enable that. Bakul Patel, thanks so much for joining me for today's show. I really appreciated these insights and learning more about the center. Thank you very much. My pleasure. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris, Adam Patterson, and Faith Ryan. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com.